From the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Hi, I'm Robert Seidman. Thanks for listening. Uh, and ESPN just named its uh, new president uh, on Monday. Uh, it's Jimmy Patero. And uh, so I thought it would be fun to talk to Eric Jackson, who is founder and president of EMJ Capital and uh, is a big uh, tech and media investor, and he is very bullish on Disney. Eric, welcome back to the World's Fastest Scoring Sports Media Podcast with Ed Sports TV Ratings. Hey, Robert. Good to be with you. Thanks for the invite. So, uh, so how, is, how is Canada now that, uh, now that uh, Deitch is coming to your, your uh, neck of the woods? Uh, you know, it's still cold, so yeah, <laughs> he hasn't changed that. Um, um, hopefully by June we'll see some of the snow melt, but... I think I think he's up here now for two weeks. He's doing like a, a sort of uh, dipping his toe in the water of, of radio hosting. So I was driving my kids around yesterday afternoon. I flipped on AM radio for the first time in probably ten years, and then I, I heard him uh, opining about the New York Islanders and whether they were going to whether they were going to re-sign John Tavares or something. So I'm not much of a hockey fan, but I guess. And I wasn't used to hearing that, you know, the, all the hockey talk from Richard. But um, uh, you know, hey, this is Canada, so you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it, right? Uh, yep, yep. So uh, you know, I I know that uh, you're a Disney, uh, you know, a pretty pretty bullish Disney investor, uh, and I, you know, I also got the sense over the last uh, few weeks, maybe even the last few months, uh, that that you were that you were pretty bullish about Jimmy. Uh, and I think you are pretty bullish about Jimmy. Why? Why are you so bullish about this hire? Well, I I, I think that there could have been, you know, several people that could have filled the job. Uh, you know, so I I don't, I don't believe like it was Jimmy or or nothing. I mean, my my prediction, uh, whenever six weeks ago, you know, it was more just reading the tea leaves, you know, which probably had more to do with politics than than. Um, than anything else and, and looking at his background and, you know, where Iger's at and, um, you know, what, what kind of person, uh, he probably wanted in this role. And I, you know, the more I thought about it and, and, and I don't know Jimmy, I've never met him. Um, but I do know a lot of people that, that know him. And so the more I just started to call around and talk to various folks, including a lot in Silicon Valley, uh, I, I was really, um, you know, educated, I guess, about just how well he's thought of by some some very super impressive people. And, you know, given that, given his his own background, and we can talk about that, uh, and the more I thought about it uh, and how things played out with Skipper leaving uh, and, and where Iger's at, I, he seemed to me the obvious choice. Yeah. So um, why don't you go ahead and talk about his background for a minute, particularly his uh, his his digital chops? Which I think are, are going to be pretty important. Sure. Well, he's so he, he did. He went to college in uh, at Cornell in Ithaca. Uh, then he um, he's a lawyer, so he he went to law school at St. John's. Uh, I think he practiced law for a little bit, but then um, he he basically uh, jumped into uh, tech uh, by becoming the in-house lawyer for a company called Launch Media, uh, which is most people have probably forgotten about, but uh, it was started by Dave Goldberg, uh, who, who um, unfortunately died a few years ago. <clears throat> but it was really a um, a uh, a company in the early 2000s uh, that uh, was, you know, sort of was doing 
um, you know, it was very big in music. It wasn't Spotify, but, you know, it, it was a very uh, Spotify-esque type of company. And eventually it got acquired by Yahoo. And a lot of people uh, from the company went over. Uh, Dave was there, I think, a few years and then left to, to kind of go off and do other startup stuff. But Jimmy stayed at Yahoo and uh, work, working in sort of the media uh, areas of, of Yahoo, Yahoo Sports, and so forth, and eventually rose to become the head of, of all media for Yahoo, so not just sports, but news and stuff. So he worked that, there for several years, and then uh, towards the end of, end of the last decade, uh, he departed, and he started at Disney, I believe it was 20, you know, 2010 or something like that. So he, he went over to Disney, uh, and has been kind of working his way up the corporate ladder there, uh, ran consumer products, took on, um, uh, or sorry, he started with interactive, and then later, a few years ago, took on uh, consumer products as well. Uh, and so he's been a foot soldier for for Iger um, within Disney, uh, obviously an operator uh, responsible for a P&L at his business and so forth. So, um, that, you know, that's basically his background. So when you think about this job, um, you know, you tick the box on digital, you know, tick the box on social from the Yahoo experience, right. um, you know, at, at Disney, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. I don't know if people remember back in December, uh, um, there was a big, um, kerfuffle with, um, electronic arts, the video game maker, cause they came up with a star Wars game called battlefront right. and, um, uh, there was some, uh, unease, uh, in, uh among uh, Disney execs that perhaps the game relied too heavily on what they call microtransactions, basically trying to get you to buy add-on content right. if you shell out whatever, 60 bucks for the, for the game itself um, to get further into the game. And so um, eventually, just before the release, um, so you know, Disney called uh, EA and asked them to basically tone it down. And it was Jimmy who made that call to the, uh, to the EA CEO. It wasn't Iger. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I would expect, you know, esports, um, you know, definitely to play uh, to play a prominent role now at ESPN, uh, even though it's starting to, you know, it has started to to, to come um, uh, over the last couple of years. And um, you know, fantasy sports that was that was Jimmy's bailiwick back at Yahoo when it was actually number one. You know, Yahoo was right. the dominant fantasy player. Um, so, uh, you know. He certainly understands that. He, he certainly understands digital. I think he certainly understands streaming, although he wasn't directly responsible for it at, at, at Disney. Uh, and, and so all those things uh, are obviously um, going to be important in this new job. Right. So, you know, from, from, your, from your perspective as, a, as an investor, what, what would like the perfect <clears throat> first year uh, for, for Jimmy P look like? Well, I think... It's the first time you've had a president at ESPN who uh, didn't come from within, you know, even though right. it's corporate, corporate related. And there's obviously lots of interaction that's gone on between Bristol and Burbank over the years. Um, but it's not an ESPN lifer. So I think uh, I think initially, uh, you know, he wants to make sure that, um, you know, he feels uh, like people don't feel uh, like he's coming in from on high and uh dictating what to do like he wants to win you know he's going to you know want to win people over he's going to want to win over the the three direct reports that uh, were reporting previously to skipper and were 
you know, from, from various reports, they were in the mix for, for this job themselves. Um, and so, you know, he, hopefully he can uh, smooth, smooth those feathers over. Um, and uh, so I, I think, uh, but then pretty, pretty quickly, I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest initial thing is going to be the launch of ESPN plus. So I think, uh, you know, it's already to some extent in the can, I would think at this point. Um, but you, you want to try to do everything you can to ensure that that, that launches goes off successfully, uh, or, or expectations are, are properly, uh, set, uh, for, you know, sports media. And so he, you know, there, there's different interviews that he could, he could conduct to kind of, to tell people what, what ESPN and, and Disney, you know, are hoping for, for the first year, which might not be a, a million signups by the end of year one. It might be, you know, they might want to set a lower expectations like, Hey, you know, we're doing all these great things with personalization and, you know, integration with BAMTech and therefore we, you know, we have very modest uh, goals and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think, by you know, the end of- Eric, just, just to stop there for a second, mm-hmm. what are, uh, even separate from, from Mr. Patero, if, 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 you know, when ESPN plus launches, what is, what is like a good first year look like to you? Uh, you know, based on where things stand right now, uh, separate from who, who's running the company. I, I actually, I think, I, I don't think they have to achieve much at all with ESPN plus. I, I would think that if I'm Iger, you know, the big thing that I'm concerned about, and, my, and his, his board, the big thing I'm concerned about is the launch of the entertainment streaming service, which is coming in 2019. So I would look at this Plus product almost as a, as a sandbox uh, for, you know, that, that, you know, a successful launch of that later product. And so I think, you know, you just want to see that it works. You want to see that the BAMTech uh, uh, infrastructure works. Uh, you want to see how it scales. Uh, but I don't think, um, you know, a huge number of subs is initially that important uh, at the four ninety nine a month price. Um, I think you, you know, you want it's it's more just experimentation. What are the sports people are drawn to? What what are the what's the makeup of the subs that initially sign up? And uh, is that you know are they di- demographically different from our you know core linear cable subscriber? so forth. Um, so I think those are the kind of the more important questions. Um, because, you know, down the road, um, you know, I think one of the interesting questions is, is Disney going to have, um, people sign up, uh, discreetly for the, the plus app for ESPN and then this, the, the entertainment streaming app where they're going to get their Marvel right. and Star right, Wars right. and then, and then also Hulu or, you know, the Netflix approach is just, you've basically fold everything into it, uh, even though they don't have sports, but right. you know, you've got your, you've got your kids stuff, you've got, you know, the more mature stuff. And so, you know, maybe the, you know, if that's the, and I don't know what the plan is, I, I would think they're going to be, you know, ultimately head to something like that or, uh, some kind of bundle approach where, you know, if you buy these, these three channels, you know, you're going to, you know, you get a deal on it or something like that. But if, if they're heading that down that you know path eventually, and maybe it's three years time, maybe it's four years time, then you know whether you get a million subs on the plus um, this year or next year, you know it's that's it's not really that consequential. 
Yeah, I, so I, I agree with you, at least on the uh, sort of, you know, what the landscape's going to look like early on. I, I'm just curious, like, what do you think the uh, the coverage and the focus on the uh, on the streaming service, e, the ESPN Plus service, will be uh, by the media, you know, despite the fact that, you know, it's probably not really intended to be any big deal for a while? Well, being ESPN, I mean, I, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of Cassandras out Um you know, saying, oh, it's a dud. Um, you know, nobody wants to watch cricket. Why would you pay five bucks a month for, you know, darts? <laughs> Whatever they're going to have up there. Um, this is an abject failure. Um, you're going to have Rich Greenfield saying, they got to go all in. He was on CNBC, Fast Money last night saying, you know, basically, Rich, Rich's argument is, um, Iger's got to just... Uh, basically give up all affiliate revenues from the cable bundle and just put everything on streaming. That's, that's, that's going all in according to rich. Um, you know, so, 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 so give back the billions of dollars and yeah, see, take yeah. huge losses. Just, just, just burn, burn it up, you know, and uh, because that's the only way you're going to get to the other side of the, uh, of the Valley. So, you know, it's uh, so I, I think, you know, that, but that's ESPN, you know, there's, there's always uh, there's always something to complain about. So I, I'm I think there'll I'm sure there'll be a lot about that. So so I, I think I, it's, it's up I, to him to it's up to Jimmy to get out try to get out in front of that. I think uh, you, you know I know this is something that that you've thought about a lot. Like what what does what what's the number in your mind right now? I, I think you know uh, I posted the numbers last week. I forget exactly what it is. I think it's some, somewhere around 86 million households that ESPN is in now. Um, what's that number got to drop to? Before what uh, what what Rich Greenfield talked about on uh, CNBC starts making some sense to you. Um, before you really kind of say, okay, we got to go all in on streaming right. ahead of linear. My gut is probably fifty million. Um, yes. You know, and and I think uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. None of us knows how quickly we're going to get there. Um, you know, whether it's going to be, you know, a slow, a slow drip or, uh, you know, just we're, we're all reacting to these Oscar numbers uh, over the weekend and, you know, a big 20 percent drop. I mean, it's yeah, just to, just 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 to benchmark. So the uh, you know, the, the, the current rate of erosion is like 14 million households in seven years. Right. Excuse me. Uh, yes. In seven years. Mm-hmm. So uh, so 36 you're talking about 36 million uh additional erosion uh but before you think you you know what maybe 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 rich has the right idea at that point uh and and you know that level that that makes sense to me and i I, you know i don't i don't have a prediction for for when that will happen but i I could predict it's not going to happen in the next three years that that's not going to happen so so by the time like all the next rights deals are being signed for nfl and whatnot um you know it's going to be way way above 50 million whatever it is, it's going to be way above 50 million. So, um, so is, is it fair to think, uh, you're not going to be aligned, uh, with rich, you know, for, for quite some time on that score or maybe ever. Uh, well, no, I, yeah, no, I, I just think it's just bad business. I mean, no, no serious business person would, uh, would take that advice when you've got billions of dollars being thrown in your lap. I mean, so it's just, uh, it's fanciful that, he suggested. So I think it's not going to be, 
I, where where the critics, uh, you know, where I you know have to you know agree with the critics is that I don't think it's going to be a linear decline. You know, it's going to continue at the linear rate, whatever. You know, 14 million subs and what? How? You know, when was the peak? 11, 12, something like that. So um, I, I think there will be it, it will get bigger. Um, you know, and the bears like to say, well, you know, one day we're just going to wake up and it's going to fall off a cliff. May you know, may I may I don't think it's going to happen exactly like that. It's going to probably quicken. But to go back to your point, I think I, I agree. Three years, I think I think we're going to still be above the fifty million, um, maybe above the seventy million yep. uh, number by then. So I think, uh, uh, but but where I you know where I think Iger and others you know need to go all in is they gotta they at least for the entertainment streaming channel i mean i think it's really smart for them to try to you know think of what are the original what's the original content we're going to put up put up here to to make people you know compelled to to subscribe to this thing so you know cvs all access had star trek you know right. uh, hulu hulu you know had handmaid's tale uh, yep. there's got it you know netflix for netflix it was probably house of cards uh and, you know and then orange is the new oh, black right. and there's got to be some hook where like i got to see this show okay I'm willing to, you know, plunk down my credit card and yep. pay for the service. So there's got to be something new that I'm getting from, from the service. From from Plus, um, it's gonna be, t- you know, it's gonna be a tougher sell. I think, uh, you know, I've been kind of skeptical all along, like wondering, you know, what are the sports that you're gonna get there that you can't get from the main network, and are they just gonna be a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, you know, minor league kind of uh, kind of sports? Uh, so, but you know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, maybe there's some innovation that they can do on the fantasy sports side, the esports side. The, um, you know, I think Turner's coming up with this new channel for March Madness, where it's basically like a red zone yep. for all the the March Madness games. So, you know, there's you know maybe there's there's stuff that they can do um, that that would you know that, that would uh, you know draw big interest. Uh, but I think. You know, it's probably the diehards that are going to be the initial subscribers to this service, and so you know how how big that group is. I don't I don't know. So that leads me back to you know again maybe the point is hey, you know just you know see how it goes, see how the personalization thing works, um, try out some ideas that we might want to use on the streaming service later, and you know just keep raking in the money from the from the core cable cable business in the meantime. Yeah, so I, I I put up like a Twitter poll yesterday, basically asking, uh, will it be you know uh, sometime within the next three years, or will it be after that the actual ESPN content is available on the ESPN Plus service? And uh, I I'm an outlier. I I think it will be after three years, but the you know the poll results were overwhelmingly it'll it will happen sooner. Where, where do you wind up on that? I think probably I'm with you on that one. I mean, uh, I think I saw something else yesterday that, you know, uh, by 2020, I think like 50% of homes are supposed to have like big smart TVs where, right. you know, it's all internet connected and everything. And, and that, you know, and it's 4K and it really lends itself well to watching a sport event on there, you know, via a streaming service. But, you know, if you... Uh, you know, next, you know, this fall decided that you were going to only put Thursday night football on some, you know, Fox streaming service that just launched. 
you know, there, there'd be riots because, you know, I think it still would be too complicated. I mean, I hey, 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 so, Eric, I wasn't thinking about in terms of exclusively available via ESPN Plus, but I, I was just talking about the ESPN content being available while still being available linearly, I guess is how I was thinking about it. Um, so dual, like this, like kind of like the Olympics where you can, you know, decide what you want. Yeah, I guess. So, so, so my, my, my thinking is, is that there is, there is a number that correlates with the number of subscribers that are, that are in the bundle and that, you know, I don't know whether that number is as low as I I think the number is higher than 50 million uh, for, for this number, but you know, there, there's, there's some number where they go, okay, at some point we, we, we drop below that number. We're going to make ESPN content now available via streaming. Um, mm-hmm. but until it, but, but until it hits that number, I don't think there's any chance that they will make it available. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think that there would be, you know, some, some period of, you know, at least several years where, there would be both linear ESPN and, and you know, you, you'd be able to get it like, you know, you can get CBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the affiliate fees, it, it's, there's such a discrepancy, like there's such a discrepancy between their decision to do that and what they're making per, per sub. Right. Versus some, right. um, I don't know, USA network or something like yep. that. You know? Yeah. 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 Much, yeah. Much easier for USA network to, uh, to, to figure that stuff out. Uh, and, and I think even, you know, in the sports realm, it's going to be probably easy. Tur- Turner's going to have an easier time with its OTT service, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the, you know, it's just a, just a different landscape and a, a different landscape of, uh, of carriage fees. Uh, so right. you, you, you brought up uh, what I think is a very interesting point of, you know, all of the things that they could do uh, in terms of, well, you know, as, is the, is it, is this ESPN streaming service going to be separate from the Disney streaming service and separate from Hulu? Um, how, you know, in what kind of a time frame do you, do you, do you see that sort of clarifying how that'll work? Um, I, I, you know, it's probably going to be like in this, you know, 2021 <laughs> time frame too. Like, you know, maybe they, 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 they wrap up all these sports right, rights deals and, you know, Iger departs, uh, and uh, and then you know it's the new the new generation takes over and and then you know they that 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 person decides to put his or her mark on on what it's going to be moving forward. So I, I think um, uh, probably in the meantime they they eke out as much money as they can from this sort of old world um, and figure out you know what what you know what the infrastructure is going to be uh, for this new world. Right. So, I, you know, I, I don't think this is, is going to be uh, be the new president's problem. Um, but I am just wondered, wondering from from your perspective, just on the Eric Jackson interest scale, how mm-hmm. interested are you in seeing how these uh, new upcoming shows on ESPN? I, I think, you know, like a month uh, get up launches. And I think, uh, you know, like shortly after that, maybe the, the new Bomani and Pablo show, you know, that that show is going to launch. Uh, what's your interest level in how those shows will perform? I'm pretty high, and maybe I'm an, a sports media nerd, uh, but I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, like, I, and that's not representative. Uh, but I, I definitely am, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm a big Connor Shell fan. I, I think he's a uh, he's super, and you know, I'm excited to see uh, what kinds of new stuff develops uh, under his watch. And um, 
you know, these shows were kind of uh, in the works uh, before he got he got the promotion. Um, so, you know, I, I'm interested in them, but I'm, you know, I'm also interested in what to come after. Um, but I, I think there's a there's a huge opportunity. I mean, never, you know, where uh, I mean, nobody would have expected uh, PTI uh, or Around the Horn to become what they have become. Uh, you know, whatever, almost 20 years later and, yep. uh, you know, ahead of time. So uh, there's just there's, there's always an opportunity to surprise and uh, innovate. Um, and um, ESPN is such a, is, is so, so lucky to be um, such a big and successful entity where it's got the resources to, you know, attract really talented people that, um, you know, it, it's, it's, there's, we could be sitting here a year from now, two years from now and, you know, some of these shows work like, the, the, you know, of the two you mentioned, uh, you know, that you know, one is a huge hit, one's a modest hit, uh, financial hit. Um, but then they've also got three new things that, you know, are, are fascinating people or, or one that's really taking off on Snapchat or something like that. So so I, I, I'm interested. I mean, on the uh, the get up thing, you know, me personally, I, I love uh Jalen and Michelle, uh, I, I yeah. think they're they're like two of the more magnetic personalities on ESPN. I've personally never been a Greenberg fan, but then again, like I also don't understand how Mike and Mike stayed, you know, on the air yep. and as financially successful as it has been for what, whatever that was, like almost twenty years. So it's um, you, you know you just you never know, and uh, I think we just all have to um, you know kind of modestly uh, wait and actually see how, how these, these shows perform. But um, yeah, Bomani and Pablo are super, super talented. So I would expect they'd, they'd be as compelling as, uh, as, uh, as Jamel and, and Mike were on, on the old uh, his and hers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, nobody I have spoken to, uh, you know, this is going back at least several months, uh, you know, about get up has predicted, you know, anything good in terms of ratings, you know, I, you know, I think people are kind of expecting it to, you know, the slot to do about whatever the slot did before. And, um, and then, the, and then the narrative is, you know, but that, that, how can that be good enough with, with all the emphasis that they're, that they're putting behind it. And so, you know, I, I guess what I, what I'm wondering about is, you know, there are a lot of smart people at ESPN too, who, who have to be figuring that kind of stuff out, you know, what can their expectations really be on day one for that show? And, and how, and how much runway do you think they'll give, give it? Well, I think, I think it'll be a while. I mean, these are big contracts for the people. They've spent a lot of money on the, on the studios in New York city, uh, downtown. Um, they, you know, there's all kinds of costs involved in setting that up. I mean, with the, um, with the, the, the FS1, uh, what's, I'm sorry, I blank it on the name, the, the Nick and uh, Chris Carter uh, morning show. I mean, they basically just started that thing uh, in, in a corner of the, the Fox building on uh, 6th Avenue. So there's, there were a lot less costs there. Um, you know, there, there's been some investment here. Now, I think it's, I think it'll pay off. I mean, I, I think this came up on like a Bill Simmons podcast uh, a couple months ago where um, you know, being in New York City as opposed to in Bristol, I mean, will be great for that show in terms of having talent um, show up as guests um, because, you know, you don't have to drive, whatever, almost two hours to, to, uh, to the studio. So I, I think they, they see it as sort of a long-term, uh, you know, play uh, of 
you know, this is this is where people are going to come in and we'll interview them, not only for this show, but for, for stuff that we can repurpose uh, throughout the rest of the day. So um, I, I think it'll, you know, if they if they continue to, um, you know, draw Mike and Mike ratings, I, I think that would be a huge win. I mean, I think uh, the, the attitude for almost every show, uh, sports or or uh, episodic is is that you know there's just going to be a continued slow slow drip down over these next few years. Yeah. So uh, circling back to esports, um, you, you've you've mentioned on this podcast and certainly on your Twitter feed over the last couple of days that you expect uh, that that ESPN will do something big in esports. What does ESPN doing something big in esports look like to you? Um, it's. Uh... You know, esports is a is a complicated area to get around, uh, get your head around because um, you know some games are more interesting than others, um, some leagues are more interesting than others. Uh, you know, I think that what Turner's done has you know really been a failure uh, in some ways, um, and so uh, what Activision is doing right now with Overwatch uh, is still early days. Uh, they had a really successful uh, premiere. Um, but you know, can they sustain that in terms of viewership numbers? We, you know, we don't know. But uh, there are certain, you know, League of Legends is kind of like a category unto itself in, in esports, and so um, you know, there are other 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 games out there. And so, you know, you know, to answer your question, I think you know, ESPN has to figure out how do we align with one of these, you know, really uh, huge games or huge up and coming games, uh, as opposed to just just being able to say, oh, we, we have something in esports. I mean, there's 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 a huge uh, delta between uh, you know these these games, and so uh, they've got to figure out how, who who they need to align with, and you know what what is going to be unique about them, uh, you know, compared to others that are that are out there just showing showing games on TV. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out of here by ma- making you uh, jump three months into the into the future. Uh, what what are the NBA finals? Who, who's playing in the NBA finals? Uh, um, I'm going to say um, Houston, on, you, you, Houston and Toronto. Yes, you, know, you, you I, did it. I, you did it. All right. I, you know, I, I, I'm a Lakers fan. I just happen to live in Toronto. Uh, but I have been super impressed with uh, how they've uh, totally retooled their offense this year. Uh, and just how deep they they go in their bench uh, with their great young players. So it, it's uh, everybody, you know, they've gotten no attention from the national media, you know, and and they shouldn't really until they do something. And everybody says they're going to choke again in the playoffs, but I, I really do see something different in them. Uh, so I think they could have a breakthrough year this year, um, on certainly on the East. And um, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, Golden State's definitely formidable, but I, I've got a weaker bench, and I, I really like the way the Rockets play, uh, especially if they have all their all their key guys playing together. Yeah, so I, I still think it's going to be uh, be Cavs Warriors, but uh, you know, in a, a continuing string of good news for the NBA, you know, that people are wondering in earnest if it will be another matchup is is just more great news for the NBA. That everything's going the uh, the NBA's way lately. Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, the ratings would be astounding for another Cavs, uh, Cavs Warriors uh, uh, trilogy. So, uh, you know, and that'd be fun to watch, certainly. So, and, you know, as an NBA fan, you, you know, you can't lose many of these teams 
uh, kind of making it through. So it, uh, you know, the, the, the momentum should continue to build for the league. Yeah. So, so as a, you know, as a Disney, as a Disney bull, I think you should kind of not root for Toronto whose uh, <laughs> numbers won't count in, uh, in ESPN's uh, Nielsen ratings. But, uh, yeah. but I, I, I like the pick a lot, Eric. Uh, thanks for joining the podcast again. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Robert. Thanks again to Eric Jackson for joining the podcast. You can find all the past podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, RSS, and SportsTVRatings.com. Thanks for listening.